Kat Calamia, one of the hosts of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, has a Kickstarter campaign for her comic book titled Like Father, Like Daughter going on right now. And if you become a supporter of the campaign, even just for $1, Kat is offering to send you a free digital issue of They Call Her The Dancer Number 1. If you'd like to support the campaign, go to supergirlradio.com and click the Like Father, Like Daughter link at the top of the page and email Kat at thelegendspodcast at gmail.com using hashtag legendary supergirl in the subject line. Offer ends June 25th. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to have our first ever Supergirl Podcasters Roundtable. We are joined by Cycles and Vivi from Supergirl's Attic, Aaron and Shelly from Pot Off Course, a Supergirl podcast, and Justina and John, aka the Green Butterfly and the Silver Vox of Made of Steel, a Supergirl podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thanks uh, for joining us here on Supergirl Radio. Hi. Thanks for having us. Well, we're so excited to talk to you all. But uh, before we get to the roundtable, we need to get to the news. DC Comics has announced plans for what they are calling DC Fandome, a free global (laughs) 24-hour virtual convention taking place on August 22nd. In the weeks between now and then, they'll also feature exclusive articles about uh, covering all facets of DC fandom from games, TV, movies, and, of course, comics. The epicenter of the DC fandom is the Hall of Heroes, where you can experience special programming, panels, and content reveals from a wide variety of films, TV series, and games available in several languages, including Brazilian Portuguese, Chinese, English, French, German, Italian, Japanese, Korean, and Spanish. From there, navigate deeper into the DC multiverse, exploring five additional satellite worlds, each with its own localized content and unique activities, and one world fully devoted to younger fans. Be sure to submit your best cosplay, makeup, tattoos, and even your own Batcave at create.dcfandome.com for a chance to be featured inside this virtual world event and demonstrate to people across the globe that you are the ultimate DC superfan. Selected artists on the day of our uh, uh, the day of the event will be voted on by the community in each of the two competitions in order to help the judges pick win- uh, selected artist winners and selected artist winners ah and selected artist <laughs> winners will receive part of a cash prize pool courtesy of DC and Talent House. Whew, so that is a wow. lot of information to take in. Uh, Morgan, what are your thoughts on this? I'm seeing the different verses on the uh, <laughs> on the photo that you so generously supplied in the Google Doc. 
and there's like a, a fun verse. I'm trying to figure out what verse I'm going to go into. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think it's maybe the U verse. Is that the verse where I can like, like Alex put on the, the like obsidian lenses and become my own superhero? <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm very curious about more of these these worlds that they have. They do have a, it mentions in the description, they have a, a, a place for younger fans called the kids verse. So they do have... Uh, some different little world setup. So I'm very curious how this uh, works. Uh, uh, podcasting guests, do you, guys, do you guys have any uh, thoughts on this event that they're going to be having at the end of August? Where's the podcast first? That's what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> right? We're starting early. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that we'll get some uh, some Supergirl information out of this. Um, I was wondering what they would do in terms of there not being a physical um, SDCC uh, happening this year so hopefully we'll get some season six information is what i'm looking for yeah i was wondering if this was sort of their way of still engaging with fans because sdcc was not uh put on this year uh because of all the covid19 uh worldwide pandemic that we've all been experiencing um so i i have a feeling that it's probably sort of in place of it and in a way for them to still promote the shows because they were doing that from all of the the supergirl twitter and facebook uh, the Flash, uh, Warner Brothers TV, everybody was tweeting and Facebook posting it out. So uh, it seemed like a, a good way to promote the shows and the movies, but also a way to engage fans. So um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very curious. I think to John's point, uh, our podcaster is able to <laughs> to participate in this, um, but but it does sound like if you are a cosplayer, if you're an artist, if you draw fan art, um, uh, if you have cool tattoos if you have collections of anything uh it seems like you can uh participate in this uh and i think if if you don't even uh, submit anything you can still participate which is pretty cool so that's all happening on august 22nd uh so we'll we'll try to keep everyone updated in case there's new information that comes out about that and uh the other our other piece of news more specifically to supergirl is that the season five blu-ray and dvd disc will be released on september 8th so if you just couldn't get enough of season five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually very excited about the Blu-rays because I personally am a snob. I, I think Blu-rays are, are much better looking than just stream. I mean, streaming is more convenient, but Blu-rays are always are always higher quality. So I think if you if you have the ability to get the Blu-ray, I recommend that because uh, you're going to have a better viewing experience. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but so that's that's good news. It's taken quite a while, though. I mean, September 8th. Wow. That's yeah, that's a uh, far into the future. But I guess it's going to get here before we know it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, keep your eye out on the uh, Blu-ray and DVD discs that will come out on September 8th. All right. Well, we're going to get into something that we've here at Supergirl Radio wanted to do for a long time, which is a uh, getting together a bunch of other podcasters from other Supergirl uh, related podcasts to kind of get together and talk about our experiences and why we live the character of Supergirl. So since we have such a long hiatus, we have no idea when the show is going to come back for season six. (laughs) Uh, This seemed like a good time to do it because normally we don't have a ton of time. But this this time around, we have a little bit longer uh, time and a good chance to catch up on some things. So uh, I thought we would get started in talking about where we met the character of Supergirl. So uh, think about the the first time you ever heard or saw the character of Supergirl and and uh, tell us a little bit about that. So I guess um, let's start with uh, Supergirl's Attic. Um, I guess we could start with uh, Cycles. Where, where was the first time that you ever heard 
uh, or saw the the character of Supergirl? Uh, well, I'm a big Superman um, live action version fan, so I watched like I was a big fan of the Superman Returns movie in 2006, actually, and like Donner Superman, and I liked Smallville a lot <laughs> for a long time. It was my favorite show. Um, so I met you know that version of Kara played by uh, Laura Vanderport, and um, so I met her there and didn't really get that attached to her at that point. Um, but then the Supergirl show came out and I was like interested because of my attachment to the super family in a sense um, and because of the content of the show um, and the sisterhood and stuff like that. And what ultimately made me stick with it was that this version of Kara Zorel and um, her like motto of hope and such. <laughs> Yeah, she's big yeah. on she's big on hope. Uh, uh, this version of Kara. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, that's that's great that you sort of started with some other uh, incarnations of the super family, and and that's what drew drew you. And that's really cool. Um, uh, Vivi, I guess we'll stick with the Supergirl's art, uh, Supergirl's attic, folks. Um, what, how did you come to the character of Supergirl? I grew up watching the Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman with my family. That was a thing that we did together when I was little, and had been interested in a lot of the DC comics like the cartoons and stuff but I had not really learned anything about Kara Zor-El as a character until one of my best friends started harassing me to watch Supergirl <laughs> and persisted mm -hmm. for about four months before I finally caved in uh, <laughs> so <laughs> she was strong-armed into it <laughs> I really was uh, <laughs> and then there were two specific scenes that really convinced me to give the show a try and then I loved it and I watched it with my niece at the time for the first couple seasons and here we are. That's really cool that it started with uh, you know uh, sharing that with your family with Lois and Clark and then getting into sharing it with your niece that's really cool. Um, well let's uh, head over to the pot off course folks so Aaron I guess we'll start with you what where was the first time that you saw or heard of the character of Supergirl? Um, well I never really watched uh superhero movies or didn't really read comics growing up or anything like that a lot of them happened um when i was a little bit too young to be into them um but i got really really into arrow um and the flash and then i'm pretty sure the supergirl uh the premiere leaked like a few months early it did yeah, yeah. oh i yeah. remember that and i don't i don't think i saw the leak but i remember reading a lot of articles about it and i was like i have to watch that um so I watched it immediately and then immediately started getting into comics and everything like that more so. So Supergirl was kind of my window into all of it. I think sometimes people wonder if the leaks hurt or help the show. But I think in some cases it does uh, help in some regards because it gives people a little window into what's coming. Not that I encourage people to download the leaks, uh, but there is, you know, <laughs> that controversy on whether or not they, you know, do they leak it on purpose? I don't know. Uh, so uh, that's that's cool that you you sort of um, heard about the show and wanted to get into it and learn more about it. Uh, Shelly, where where was the first time that you heard or uh, saw the character of Supergirl? It was when I was nine years old. Uh, my grandmother bought me a couple of shoeboxes of comic books at a garage sale. And one of the shoeboxes contained the complete 12-issue run of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, like, I didn't know it was worth anything or, like, any of the issues <laughs> or anything. So, like, my introduction to Supergirl was actually her death. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, but I was just like, why'd she die? What's up with this? So it kind of, like, triggered, like, an interest. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. That's unfortunate that it, it was uh, the death that first introduced you to the character. But that's really good. That's a cool story. And uh, 
uh, I'd be I'd be curious. This, do you still have those uh, issues? I do not. Oh, I repurchased the issues later when I was older. So I do have like the Supergirl death issue and the Flash death issue. Um, but the ones that she bought me originally, they were in rough shape to begin with. Oh, yeah. One of them was like missing a cover. Um, but I, I don't know what happened to those. I'm sure my mom threw them out. <laughs> I have some comics <laughs> like that where it's like they're ba- they're barely hanging on. <laughs> so I understand that. Well, that's a really cool story. Uh, so let's go over and uh, get to know the Maid of Steel folks. Um, so I, I guess we'll start with uh, Justina. Uh, where did you uh, first hear or see the character of Supergirl? I was already watching Arrow. Um, and it was a bit dark for me. I was having a hard time with it. I actually almost stopped watching. And then, um, two of my best friends were going to start a Supergirl podcast. And I'm like, I wonder if I like Supergirl better. And from the very first episode, I was just like, yep, this is a superhero I can identify more fully with because, you know, she is our paragon of hope. and. I like to be hopeful. Well, that's good. Yeah. uh, Sometimes things are not always going to, you know, be up your alley. And (laughs) Arrow is certainly not for everyone. (laughs) Uh, So so that's good that you found uh, something in Supergirl that you liked. Um, John, what about you? Where where was the first time you uh, saw or heard of Supergirl? So just like Cycles, I was eight, seven or eight when Superman the movie came out. And so the live action supers have always been a part of me. I love the concepts, the whole canon, all of it. Supergirl specifically came the same way it did for Justina. Our podcast network, we were doing a number of shows around the DC shows. And when I realized that Supergirl on CBS was the same Berlanti team that was producing these shows, it was a no brainer. And especially as I saw the previews and I saw what the series was going to bring. Um, This was my actual first exposure to Supergirl. I never actually saw the film. I didn't, I don't have a lot of comic background, but as soon as the series came out, it was, I was there from the first minute. That's really interesting. Just going around our our metaphorical round table that uh, a lot of y'all came in really to the character through the show which is uh, which is something that we've heard quite a bit from from folks who have um, uh, guessed on Supergirl Radio. So I think that's awesome that uh, this show gives people an introduction into the character and um, allows you to to get to know Kara and get to know her world and uh, see more about her. So that's that's really cool because um, I, I think uh, every every entrance into the character, you know, that's um, that's you know good or bad it's somebody's you know first entrance into the character so i think that's awesome um morgan i guess we could share our our first introductions to the character so uh where did you first hear or see uh the character supergirl geez um i i think it probably would have been smallville uh if i'm thinking about it because i think that was probably my first (laughs) introduction to uh, to Supergirl now she's you know she got to be on Supergirl with that amazing hand acting oh, the hand Laura Vanderbilt so yeah uh, <laughs> just a, just amazing but uh, no I think that was my first introduction to Supergirl and then when the uh, when the TV show uh, got announced I remember that leaked pilot I'm not saying I watched it I'm just <laughs> saying like I remember it uh, and then I was like oh this is really fun like I like this show a lot um, and that's sort of how I I jumped in but I had um 
previous to like to Smallville, I had watched, um, you know, all the Superman movies and, and Lois and Clark and stuff like that. So I was like, I was pretty primed to, uh, to like Supergirl already. Yeah. Uh, I think mine, uh, my first memory of Supergirl is Helen Slater. Um, I, I was four when the movie came out and I can't remember exactly when I watched it, but I remember watching it as a kid. Um, and I loved it when I was a kid. Now, when I grew up, I realized there were some flaws in that film. But uh, <laughs> but when I was a kid, I loved it. I loved Selena. She was a campy villain. I thought Helen Slater was a great hero. Um, and there's like a, a really interesting take on a like the shadow figure at the end. Um, so I, I loved that movie uh, when I was a kid. So that was sort of my first introduction into Supergirl. She was my first Supergirl. So, um, I, but I've been, but I've been following her through the years, you know, I watched her on Superman, the animated series and JLU and all that stuff. So, um, so it was good to see that she finally got to, you know, have her own uh, solo series on TV. So that was a big deal. So I was very excited about that. So that's really cool. Uh, I'm glad uh, we could go around and kind of get everybody's, you know, uh, first introductions to the character of Supergirl. So now I guess we could talk, we're all podcasters, we all podcast about the show. So I guess we could talk about that now, where we um, talk about why we got into podcasting about the show. So I guess I'll, I'll hand it back over to Supergirl's Attic. So I, and I guess we'll start with uh, Cycles. What, what made you want to get behind a microphone and, and start talking about the series? Do you want to start or? Shall I preface this? With, uh... <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> so she kind of tricked me into it. Uh, <laughs> I misunderstood what she meant by the word podcast and thought we were going to do like one. Oh. Uh... <laughs> um, but Let's get yeah, into this so... pod. It's safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, we were already sort of analyzing the show every week in like written form um, and definitely wanted to like kind of see what that same sort of content would look like in podcast form. And we're both into like different kinds of production. Um, I'm a video editor um, and it seemed like a natural progression um, and seemed like we had sort of a unique uh, space to fill. Um in terms of that kind of um, analysis, so. Hmm. And yeah, so when you approached me about it, I was like, yeah, sure, because I had actually been doing guest spots on a couple other TV-oriented podcasts and talking about a lot of the same kind of content that we talk about in our show in terms of like cultural components of media and how fan culture intersects with it and stuff like that. And I think we had already at that point also been doing like a little, we had the Prezi. That was our first <laughs> yeah. like collaborative thing. And that didn't end up going somewhere, but we, we switched <laughs> yeah. to the podcast. Well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, video editors unite. I'm also a video editor uh, by day. Ooh. And um, uh, I, I think that is something that can easily translate into uh, audio podcasting skills. So uh, that's, mm -hmm. re that's really cool. Well, um, that's awesome. Uh, I guess we'll go over to the pot off course folks. Uh, so Aaron and Shelly, what, what made y'all want to uh, start talking about the show? So I really enjoyed listening to all the Supergirl podcasts were out there. I still listen today. Um, low key stock. And <laughs> <laughs> around the beginning of season four, I felt like I wanted to hear things being talked about in a way that I felt and thought about the show and I knew from Twitter and Tumblr there was a big LGBTQ following for Supergirl. And I wasn't finding that on 
all the shows I was listening to, and I just decided to make one for myself. So I reached out through Twitter, um, mostly through Winona Earp fans, Earpers, and <laughs> asked who would want to do this. And Aaron responded. So that's pretty much it. I mean, season two, Alex's coming out story was pretty, like, almost time-wise, perfectly intertwined with mine. So it was, like, really, really important to me. And when I saw um, mm. Shelly reach out to Herbers, I was like, yeah, I want to do this right now. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, what, what I think is really neat about podcasting is that there's, you know, there, there's such a variety. You know, we, we can all talk about the same show and approach it from different perspectives. So I, I think that's really great um, to, to be able to approach it from a different angle or from a different perspective. So I, I think that's that's really awesome. Well, um, so Made of Steel folks, uh, Justina and John, what, what made you want to hop in there and talk about the show in, in addition to just like knowing about the character? Was there something that you wanted to bring to the table in terms of podcasting? Well, Justina mentioned that two of her friends were starting the podcast. And so our legacy comes from Karen and Emily, who started Made of Steel. Uh, Emily decided somewhere along the way that she, you know, just didn't feel the same way about the show. She didn't want to put the... Uh, amount of effort and time and research and everything that it takes to do the podcast, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so if you don't have the love for it, the passion for it, you don't need to be in the space is, is the way I feel about it. So she exited out. Karen asked if I would come on board. And then the same kind of transition happened with Karen. And so Justino has been one of our utmost faithful feedbackers, has been you know, on the scene the entire time. And so as Karen was transitioning out, I brought her on as a guest host and in season, yeah, in season five, I made her full-time. And so that's how I got her on board with me. And Justina, what what made you want to uh, agree to do it full-time? I didn't want to lose the community that we had built together because I had been with it since you know, the series had premiered and I just really wanted to do anything that I could to make sure that our community was still there and the fans still had a place and I didn't want us to have to close up shop. Yeah, I, I know a little something about that because uh, when uh, I, I was part of the uh, the folks, uh, like I was uh, when Supergirl Radio started, it was me. It was uh, another one of our, our former co-hosts, uh, Teresa Giacino, and then Andy Babact from the Flash podcast. He was sort of helping us get it started. Um, and so uh, Teresa had to step down at the end of season one or kind of a, a few few episodes before season one so I was in kind of that same situation where there was a little transition period that happened and uh that's how uh Morgan Glennon came in to the picture Hello. so uh <laughs> so uh so I totally understand that it is one of those things where you want to keep it going if you enjoy it so much and I think John you mentioned it like if you don't have a passion for it if you don't enjoy it you're not going to keep going you're not going to keep doing it um, and so I enjoyed talking about the show so much and I really love the character of Supergirl. So uh, I, I had somebody in Morgan who, who wanted to stick around and talk about the show with me for the, the next four years now. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, I'm very, <laughs> it's been a long time, Morgan. We've been doing this too long. Uh, really but, but I was really grateful that Morgan wanted to hop in here and, um, and talk about the show with me and all of my, uh, 
I guess, un- unpopular opinions. Uh, but, uh, but I guess we could talk about uh, our experience, Morgan. Um, what what made you want to hop on to Supergirl Radio and talk about the show? I mean, I really liked Supergirl. I think at the time I was covering, I was like recapping it actually for um, Buddy TV. And so I was like, oh, I guess I'll recap it and then I'll podcast about it. And then my whole life will be taken over by the show. <laughs> that sounds normal and healthy and great. Let's do it. That's um, very healthy. <laughs> yeah, very healthy. Um, but yeah, no, like, so I I already liked the show and and I knew Rebecca and so I was I was like oh this sounds like a like this will be a fun um, podcast which is funny because if I remember right and I can't remember exact timing but I had decided like oh hey I, I I'd like to do maybe I want to do this podcast thing like maybe I'll do some some like guest spots and I did I think a guest spot on Supergirl radio and I was like this is really fun and then I believe it, Andy came to me about the legends podcast and I was like okay, yeah, let me, I'll do that. That's the podcast I'll do. And then like maybe a month afterwards or two months afterwards, it was like, hey, do you also want to be on Supergirl? So I went from being like idly interested in maybe like dipping a toe into a podcast to being on two (laughs) podcasts. And I was like, sure, if you don't, if you don't throw yourself all the way in, are you really doing it? If you don't throw yourself directly into the deep end and start to drown, are you really living life? Yeah, no, you do it really well, and uh, uh, people people enjoy both of those shows, uh, including me. So that's awesome. Well, uh, for me, I uh, I took a break from podcasting. I, w- I did a podcast about Once Upon a Time way back in the day, um, and then I quit it because a I had stopped liking the show. And uh, B, I found out that I had uh, stage three HER2 positive breast cancer. So that was not something I wanted to keep going uh, during chemo treatment. I didn't want to like podcast about a show I didn't like anymore. That seemed a little stressful with what I had going on. So I quit podcasting for a while. And then uh, about a year after that, um, Andy uh, back from the Flash podcast, I had known him from doing some stuff uh, for Once Upon a Time. And uh, he asked me if I would be interested in starting a Supergirl podcast. And I I love DC Comics. You know, I'm, I'm a, probably more of a Batman girl than a, Super, a Superman girl. But uh, but I love Superman. I love Supergirl. And I thought, well, you know, I would like to podcast again. I enjoyed podcasting. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And, of course, Morgan, you did do those guest spots um, uh, talking about Smallville. So, uh, so that was a, a good way to reconnect um, for us. Um, so I guess we could go into talking about kind of what our different approaches are to the show, because we all have different perspectives and we can all kind of look at it from different angles. So um, Supergirl's Attic, um, Cycles and BB, what, how would you, if somebody was going to ask you what your podcast was like or what it was about, what would you say is your approach to the show and, and how would you describe it to somebody? We both really like looking at context and kind of how the things that appear on screen fit into other things we've seen before or things coming in from the outside world and our lived experiences. And so because of kind of my career and things that I've done, I tend to look more at those outside connections and explain kind of the interplay between reality and fiction and how those come together in the show. And then Cycles tends to do a lot more of the the direct deep dives into how does new stuff we learn about a character in the current episode build upon things that we already learned how does it change what we already learned in the past in like 
previous seasons or previous episodes. Yeah. I tend to think in like systems. So when like a new episode airs, I'll start by comparing what we just learned to what we already know to either like reinforce our understanding of the way the characters or the themes work um, or like add nuance to it. Um, So sort of building up an, uh, a depth to an idea um, and then maybe I'll branch out um, in the way that in the place that Vivi sort of starts, which is like connecting to the real world. Um, and for me, it's like systems and, and seeing if there are any real systems to use to explore the characters or themes, which is part of why we end up talking about like psychological concepts a lot. Yes. Well, that and then the other thing that I really like that we end up mentioning a lot is um stuff related to the craft of putting together a television show because mm. we both have experience with like technical stuff related to editing I grew up doing performing arts and I have friends all over doing many different kinds of performing and entertainment things so that's always really fun to explore too and talk about things like the costuming the makeup the sets and how all of that comes together to put the picture together in the end Mm-hmm. story structure stuff like that yeah yeah that's awesome it sounds like you guys sort of team up a little bit and you you sort of take your experience and your knowledge about certain areas and sort of uh, blend them together that's really cool well um uh so i guess let's go over to the uh pot off course folks uh aaron and shelly how would you uh, if if you were gonna describe uh pot off course to somebody how would you explain it to them yeah so we sort of go about this in terms of like I mean, we sort of review every episode as it comes up. We all pick our, like, we both pick our top five and talk about it that way. But we do approach it from a queer perspective, and we do this with Batwoman as well. Um, But not necessarily, like, queer shipping and stuff like that. We don't really talk about that really as much as it might sound like a queer perspective podcast might do. Um, But we approach things like um, if people are feeling, like, particular connections to a character for certain reasons, or if there might be some potential, like, I guess there are ways in which our listeners are um, looking for representation in different ways throughout the show, um, and so we sort of come about things from that angle, and I think being... Um, coming at it from a queer perspective is a little bit more of just like really getting into character stuff and really getting into some of the outside influences that might be affecting the way that they um, interact with each other and um, the way they act in general. Um, so I think we talk about it mostly that way, but I don't know, Shelly, if you have anything to add to that. No, I mean, that's pretty spot on. My vision for it has always been like, it would just be a couple of queer people sitting down, having a beer, talking about Supergirl. And I think we pretty much nailed that. Yeah, it's a, it's it's good to kind of, you know, have an idea about what uh, what your show is and what what your listeners come to you for. I think that's that's a good way to go about it. Uh, Made of Steel, folks, uh, Justina and John, what, how would you explain uh, Made of Steel to people? What what do you think is your approach to covering the show? One of the things that I I like to do with our episodes is I I really like looking for easter eggs or historical references and see if i can figure out a reason of why the writers chose like a particular title or something like that because a lot of times i can i can find something um interesting that they may have um put in and the other thing that i would say about our show is that our fans really um, drive our di- discussion and um, 
where our conversation keeps being inspired by, you know, their feedbacks and, and everything that we might forget to talk about. They never forget a moment and they're just amazing <laughs> at, at their episode, episode numbers and, you know, reminding us of something that happened three seasons ago. So uh, we have a very uh, fan centric discussions. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would also add that from my perspective, I like to keep the way we talk about things sort of in an interview kind of a style, because I feel like, um, like I'm, I'm not the one necessarily to come at this from the, the right perspective of, of what the show's trying to say, if that makes any sense, like from a, basically a female centric, you know, standpoint. So while there are things that I certainly want to talk about, I want to introduce the concept um, and the content of it from more from Justina's point of view, and then maybe add anything that I can to it, because I just feel like it's really important for us to look at it from all the different ways that we can and all the different ways that we do represent. So I don't, I don't know if that makes sense or that's just kind of in my brain that I've just have just spat out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it's cool. Cause uh, a lot of times uh, we don't, it, it's, it's interesting. Cause um, there's, there's some, you know, guy heavy podcasts and there's some lady heavy podcasts. And uh, so it's, it's nice to have a variety of opinions on the show that it has a female lead. I, I personally like having a, a variety of uh, discussion uh, approaches and, and opinions on things like that. So I, I think what you guys do is great. And I, I, I think it's cool that the, uh, the feedback and the listener component is sort of what uh, Justina said, you know, drives your discussions. I think that's, that's really cool that you created a little community there. Uh, Morgan, I'm very curious how, <laughs> if, uh, if you were going to explain Supergirl radio to somebody, how would you describe it? Oh my God, that would be so hard. I don't know. I mean, I think that we, um, huh, I think that we try to take a very even handed approach to the show, um, and try to point out the things that we like and, and critique the things that we don't like. I think we try to be fair. I think one of the things I like about us is that even if the episode doesn't really hit on us or a storyline, I think we have find ways to have fun with it. Um, and I think that we come up with some of the weirder inside jokes uh, <laughs> about Supergirl. Like I'm thinking about like, you know, we weren't always super positive about this season, mm. uh, but out of it sprang Rama Khan's Rama wine. So <laughs> I mean, there were, there were silver linings. And I, I also think that like, I love the, um, I feel like we're always in a conversation with our listeners um, and that they pick up on some of our like inside jokes and they pitch us wacky theories that we then pick up. So I feel like it's a, a constant conversation uh, with our listeners. It's not one sided. It's very two sided. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about um, podcasting that I think everybody has sort of touched on is the uh, community aspect. And that's one of the things that I've always had a goal of achieving just personally through podcasting is creating a community. Uh, because when I was a Smallville viewer, I didn't feel like my opinion was <laughs> uh, was uh, valued. You know, I, I felt like I was always being shut down for what I thought. And uh, so I think it's, uh, you know, something that I hope uh, to provide a place for different different um, voices and different views and different opinions. Um, and so I, I, I think that that listener component and that community aspect of it uh, is really important to 
me and I know it's important to you, Morgan. So uh, I think that's really fun. And and sometimes when I approach it, I, I just, you know, I, I get behind a microphone and I'm like, I'm just going to talk about the show with my friend Morgan and we'll see what happens. And so I'm very <laughs> thankful that we, we ten, tend to have a, a good time with it. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's, it's tough to sort of look at your approach of what, what have I been, what have we been doing and how would we explain it to people? But I think you all did a really good job to kind of give people an inside look into, uh, what you hope to achieve with your podcast. And, uh, since we've been talking about kind of like our experience in podcasting, I was curious what, uh, if you had any like really good, uh, memories of podcasting, was there an episode that you really had a good time recording? Was there uh, a listener email that came in that really, you know, uh, uh, was emotional or, you know, whatever, whatever it was, is there a good uh, memory that you have from podcasting about the show? And I guess I'll, we'll start with a uh, Supergirl's Attic, um, Cycles and BB. What, what, what would you say is like, if you were going to, um, tell somebody about like your favorite part of podcasting or, or your favorite time talking about the show, what, what would you tell people about? Well, I know that we, <laughs> um, like behind the scenes, we like laugh and, um, sing a lot, specifically oh, BB All sing the time. a lot. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like episode content, I love when we discover something new about the story um, or about the characters through our conversations that we have, um, especially if it's while we're actually recording the episode as opposed to like during the prep um, and the outlining that we do. Um, I feel like those little moments of revelation or like kind of creativity in a way are what fan content is about for me yeah that's fun I I do distract you regularly <laughs> by singing um, <laughs> um I think it's probably, a blessing and a curse <laughs> I've been told that by other people as well um <laughs> but I think one of my favorite episodes that we did was the one for suspicious minds for 10 the mind wipe episode mm -hmm. there was a little bit too much like gleeful despair <laughs> as we developed what we were going to say about that because it it was a surprise in in enough of a way that it was really fun mm -hmm. um also I think when we did the episode about Jean that was one of my favorites because we like the listener feedback that we get rarely talks about the male characters and he's such a pivotal part of the the core family dynamic of the show yeah. that it's so great whenever we get to talk about him mm -hmm. and then I think the other the other thing that's really impressed me and that I have loved about doing this is seeing how much our our listeners and our fans respond when we will do social advocacy for different issues that are relevant to characters in the show or actors in the show, things like that, and how quickly people will mobilize to help and to take action. And it really, to me, speaks to the kind of people who like Supergirl and like Kara as a character, which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's cool that you guys have such engagement with uh, listeners that they'll kind of get behind things that uh, you, you support or uh, that you want to get out there. That's awesome. Um, so I guess uh, pot off course. Uh, so uh, have you have you all had some some good memories that you like to think about when in terms of your podcasting exper experience? Really, for me, all of them seem to be good. <laughs> I just really like talking about Supergirl in in like my personal life. There's nobody close to me family-wise or friend-wise that watches the show. So if I start talking about it, like they just glaze over and I'm wasting their time. So it's <laughs> nice to like talk to and laugh with someone who also appreciates it. Um, and it's 
interesting to get different perspectives on the show. So between Aaron and our listeners, I see the show like in multiple new ways. I feel like every uh, episode we record. Yeah. And I think my favorite part, so we have a policy where unless people tell us first, um, we read people's emails in their entirety, usually if we can, and we don't read them before we record the podcast, unless they ask us to. Um, so I think it's really, really funny because our listeners have hilarious things to say about the episode, <laughs> particularly in this most recent season where it's been uh, what it was. And, <laughs> uh, so it's really funny to hear people's thoughts and just be able to react to them immediately, not having planned what we're going to say about it or what we're going to think about it. So I really like doing that. Um, I think that's probably my favorite part. I found that it, the spontaneity of something, it, you know, save it for the podcast is what I always think of in my head, like save it for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, so Made of Steel, folks, uh, do, do you have any memories that were good or stick out to you as like a favorite memory of your time podcasting? There was, well, all of season four, um, this actually goes into your next question a little bit as well, but all of season four I produced and did everything for the for the show the the written blog the editing all of it and it got to be a lot and it was i mean it was certainly satisfying but you know doing 22 episodes of of the show plus the crossover and and everything else and so mm. um but what turned it for me was a very personal note from one of our listeners that just said you have no idea how much this adds to my experience of the show um how much you know you add to it and i it just all of a sudden was like oh okay this is why <laughs> so and i mean it wasn't so much an ego stroke so much as a okay there are people who are really responding to what we're doing. And that's very gratifying. Justina, do you have any uh, favorite moments of podcasting about the show? I think my very favorite moment was when I was asked to be on the show always. You can't beat that. That's a, that's a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty good, <laughs> that's a pretty good that's choice. A compliment. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, do you have any uh, favorite memories of uh, recording Supergirl radio? Oh, geez. I feel like there's so many. I go back to this one a lot and it's like, so long ago now, um, but we were doing a character spotlight on Snapper Car. And I think this was like before, was this before season two? Or yeah, like it was during before season two. two. Yeah. And uh, we were supposed to have this expert who actually knew the character come on. But the last minute they couldn't come on. So instead, Rebecca like did a bunch of research and put together this Google Doc. And we opened it up and it was me and our, um, our co-host co-host at the time Carly Lane we open it up and it's like 30 pages like the, <laughs> the the little cursor just kept getting smaller and smaller and I was like what is this and so we get like halfway down the like the story of Snapper Car the comic book story of Snapper Car and we find out that he like uh, gets his hands chopped off <laughs> and then gets robot hands and like we lost our minds and I I can still remember like we got to that part and we're reading it and we're like scream crying <laughs> laughing so hard um, and, and that that one always sticks out to me as as being a really fun memory from the podcast yeah that was that was a, a great episode and it was I, I learned a lot about Sna Snapper Car uh, during the, during that research uh, if you didn't know he had uh, teleportation powers 
powers in the comics uh, through his snaps, uh, which is uh, something <laughs> I wish they had done on the show, but that's another conversation for another time. Uh, oh, I, he Rebecca just teleported out of existence. Yes, he, he, yeah. he sure did. Straight out. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, do you remember the, um, when you're reading the comic book, um, the, was it? the uh like the new the new supergirl comics and there was a character that we had to like look up and it had the weirdest name uh, turin 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 golden axe golden axe yes. yes that's that's another that and the discovery of uh director bones cyanide sweat i think it's like anytime we have to like turn to like the dc comics wikipedia to find out some weird thing about a comic character's backstory always always gold yeah that uh that that specifically, I remember, was Supergirl number 20 uh, from the uh, new comic reviews that we've done. And uh, we normally try to keep those down to like a 30-minute episode. That one went <laughs> over an hour because we were so confused, that whole issue. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to listen to that, it is Supergirl number 20. Uh, I think for me, uh, I think about... Um, uh, we've, we've all sort of been talking about like community engagement and listeners. And I remember there was one, I, I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but it was the mention of the uh, Alien Amnesty Act as a, as a congressional act, I think. Uh, I forget exactly what oh, episode yeah. that was. And uh, I remember saying in the episode, like, that was an executive order. That's a different thing. And so we put it out to listeners like, hey, if anybody knows... You know, if they're if you're an expert in law or the Constitution, please write it in and let us know, uh, you know, if we're right about this. Um, and so then we got these two emails from our two listeners who we refer to as the Supergirl Radio Legal Consultants. And they had these amazing emails that outlined the whole thing. And uh, then later we decided to have them on the podcast to talk about um uh, Kara as a as a refugee because the show uh, maintains the idea that she's a refugee and we had a another email that uh, said maybe she's not and so we brought them on to discuss both the Alien Amnesty Act and uh, Kara's refugee status and that was such a cool episode because um, that uh, tied into our listeners and um, and gave us an opportunity to learn from them so I, I that sticks out to me as as one of the the rewards of sort of having that goal of creating that community experience because i think all listeners of every podcast you know really contribute to uh the podcasts they're listening to um so we talked about some good stuff and uh we've we found in supergirl radio sometimes there are some challenging moments during podcasting so um so supergirl's attic have you all had any uh challenging experiences with technology or any negative yeah, yeah. or any negative uh <laughs> interactions with people and and if you did how did you overcome them technical difficulties yes <laughs> i've had to completely re-record at least three times oh no oh, no uh, <laughs> I, I felt I, that I, in my soul yeah <laughs> I, had, I had one recently you had to do you one. had to do yeah. it more i've had to do it more times and there was there's been a couple times when I've been like traveling and I've had to find ways to record with like not my real mic or in a bad audio setup or um, one of our saving graces is using otter.ai to transcribe the bad audio so that we can redo it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, you deal cycles. You deal a lot more with the technical difficulties. because You do a lot more of the editing, the audio cleanup type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> The technical difficulties are definitely the most 
challenging and sometimes we'll have like whole episodes that we'll refer to as cursed because like <laughs> not just like one thing will happen it'll be like several things go wrong in a row that make us we end up being late or like yeah um like when I stay off jobs and then things got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then sometimes it'll be really like a really rough time and then at the end it turns out someone has to re-record <laughs> um yeah. So we just and the don't sleep we, for two days. We, yeah, that's that's how we we cope. We just don't go to sleep, um, and we overcome it with brute force um, and trusting laptops, <laughs> <laughs> which is sometimes difficult because laptops will fail fail you. That that definitely happened to me once. Uh, <laughs> don't let my laptop hear you. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't speak ill of the laptops. Uh, they will uh, take revenge. Um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, I think every podcaster, you know, has to deal with that on some level. So it's good that you have uh, workarounds. <laughs> um, so, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, pot of course, folks, um, have you, have you all had any, uh, I guess the, the good word to say is challenging experiences uh, or any, um, uh, negative experiences that you sort of had to, to get over in, in terms of wanting to keep podcasting about the show and, and how did you, if you did, how did you get over those? I would say personally negative has happened so far. I'm not going to say it never will, but it hasn't yet. Um, but as far as like challenging or difficult subjects to talk about, um, if we see like a lot of our listeners are talking about something on social media or emailing us or, or tweeting us about certain things that are going on, um, it's unfortunately not always easy being a queer person in 2020. And we both think that when topics or situations surrounding the show, the cast or the crew arise that are inflammatory or hurtful to our community, we have a responsibility to address it. I know like as a podcast listener, that's something I'd be seeking out. Um, but we try to approach things as diplomatically and level-headed as possible when we do talk about anything, um, but we try not to ever shy away from challenging conversations just because they might be uncomfortable or difficult to talk about. Yeah, we sometimes get asked directly to address some things. I mean, there's definitely, in the social media landscape, people only have a certain amount of characters to fire off their feelings, <laughs> and that can come off very... Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it can become a challenging thing to deal with, and I think a lot of ways people don't always mean exactly what they say or have the tools to explain what they mean or what they're feeling. And so we have been asked a few times to address things in terms of just, like, the way that the community or that the fandom is feeling about stuff. Um, and I none of it's ever been, like, negative or things that, like, are personally, like, hard for us to deal with, but it is, like, it does feel like a... A responsibility when we have to do that but one that we I mean we took on on purpose and one that we feel um happy enough to deal with but um there definitely is a little bit of you know a sense of discourse within the community sometimes and it is hard to take on because you want to do it respectfully but um also incredibly important to make people feel heard so I do think a lot of times in the Supergirl community that's um that's prevalent but it hasn't been it hasn't been negative or anything for us. It's just been challenging to get our thoughts around. Yeah, that's awesome that people come to you like wanting you to address certain things. And uh, I think it is something, you know, as a podcaster, you always kind of have to think of, you know, 
do I need to talk about this or should we talk? I mean, we've had those discussions on Supergirl Radio. Like, should we discuss this? Like, especially like with the Melissa Benoist um, uh, issue where she had, she talked about, you know, being a survivor of domestic abuse. You know, it was mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, you know, does that come into play? You know, do you want to talk about the actor's personal lives? What do you do? How do you yeah. handle that? Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you, you have to kind of, figure out how you're going to approach it but i think it's good that you all don't shy away from uncomfortable things because those things need to be talked about too so that's that's awesome i applaud you for that uh made of steel uh john and justina um have you all had any challenging or negative experiences and uh what did you do about them i personally have a hard time when i know that our fans are really disappointed in either a particular episode or a particular aspect of the story and when they write in you can just feel their disappointment or their anger um because i know the how it it feels you love these characters you hang out with them every week and when some when uh the writers take it in a direction that you're not enjoying it's hard so um, I've really had to learn learn that I even if I liked it and they hated it, like that's that's okay, and we like to have a a, a space for that, whether you loved it or hated it, and um. But I remember that that's been the hardest thing for me to get used to as to like what to respond if everything they've written is is, is pretty negative. But now I've just learned to say, you know, I'm so sorry that you're disappointed. I hope next week is better for you because you can't there's not really much more you can say a person's opinion is their opinion and I'm here to respect it and honor it. Yeah, that's tough, especially when, uh, when, uh, when there's a conflict there between your opinion and their opinion, but I think that's a good way to handle it. Yeah. Well, for me, this is, this is kind of an odd thing, but we had a, a really tight knit, um, podcast network that included a lot of different discussions about the DC shows and, I think for me, uh, one of the real challenging thing would be, you know, other shows that would kind of dismiss Supergirl as well. You know, there she that series up to speed with, you know, what's going on on Arrow or what's happening with the Flash or you know that kind of a thing. And I don't know. I mean, that just that really rubs me the wrong way because I think. I think Supergirl has a very distinctive and very purposeful and very, very much needed approach on superhero, uh, you know, type of genre. And for especially other DC representatives as such, I mean, we're talking about podcasters here, but it's, (laughs) I just feel like we should have each other's backs when it comes to this DC universe. And I'm not saying that you have to love everything. I'm not saying that you have to be Pollyanna about it all, but I honestly think that by golly, you better stand up because, you know, a crack at one of us is just that. And there doesn't need to be, in my opinion, a crack up across this DC verse um, because we want it to be around for a long time and we want things to be added like 
you know, Superman and Lois and Stargirl and, you know, that kind of a thing. Like we want this whole concept to grow and thrive. And so by golly, take care of your neighbor superhero. That's so tough because there are times where I'm like, oh, the show was so bad this week. <laughs> but but then uh, but then I do love it when there's a new show that, you know, comes out and it does sort of extend that universe. And, and we get things like Crisis on Infinite Earths that sort of celebrates the entire um, you know, the Arrowverse and the extension of the Arrowverse, you know, on, on Titans and Doom Patrol and all of that. So, uh, so it is, that, that is an interesting dilemma there that you mentioned. So, uh, it's one I share as well. Um, Morgan, do you want to talk about anything that, that we've, uh, we've, we've had to overcome some Skype issues. <laughs> we've definitely done that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and we've also had some, uh, Twitter controversies, uh, that blew up and got out of control. Yeah. Uh, that 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 was going to be probably my my uh, thing would be the Twitter kerfuffles, uh, just the um the one that really the really sort of made me step back and go okay enough internet for today was <laughs> when we were um we were doing our William is comic contest our fan fiction contest which uh, we which we should explain we should explain we should explain because it's very uh <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense uh we had a we had a listener who came up with a, a theory that um, William is actually Comet the Super Horse in the comics, um, which I thought was, which we thought was hilarious. And so it became an inside joke, like throughout the season that like, well, of course, you know, if, you know, William's off being, being Comet and, you know, he, uh, he got there really fast. That's because he's got that horsepower. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so somebody sent us some like fan fiction on the internet that we, we had no part in of somebody who like two separate people who had written stories where William revealed himself to be Comet. So Rebecca and I were talking and I was like, you know, what would be really like a really fun, stupid thing to do is to like make it into a fan fiction contest and have people send us stories where William, again, reveals himself to be Comet. So we added like a charity component to it. And we said, you know, for every story, we were going to donate um, five dollars to Emory Hospital um, for COVID relief. Uh, so I thought that's great. Our listeners are going to be so excited about it. It's so stupid like so deeply stupid <laughs> um that people are just going to be really jazzed about it um but it turns out that twitter was less excited about it than i thought that they would be like we got people got so mad about it and i was like i don't understand it's it's a it's a contest about a horse uh so <laughs> one of those moments where i was like do i understand the internet anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was disappointing because it was for charity. It was for, you know, mostly our listeners uh, because our listeners were in on the joke and, and kind of understood us. And it, it's um, we had to explain that joke so many times that I was like, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. Look up on Wikipedia. Comet the Superhorse. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's one of those things. I don't know if ever, anybody else has those kinds of issues where like people come at you and, and it's very clear that they don't listen to the podcast. We've, we've had that several times. Um, and, uh, some of those things, you know, I think we've sort of learned that, um, you try to engage those people, those negative people and say, Hey, if you want to share your thoughts, you know, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com and hopefully they'll engage with you. If they don't, uh, they tend to go away. But uh, it's it's one of those things where if you I always think about, you know, um, uh, don't don't fight evil with evil, fight evil with good. Um, so that kind of uh, 
what th- way of thinking you know kind you know kill them with kindness kind of thing it's a very supergirl approach i think yeah yeah so i, I always think if you, you know if you're a fan of supergirl you're going to have that hope help and compassion for all kind of idea and uh so that's kind of how we've overcome some of those and we've had <laughs> quite a lot of those this season which is sort of I, mind-boggling I, I we had the, to me we had the two of them this season and we had one of them i want to say in season two or season, season two. three yeah season three people getting like mad at us and we were like okay i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I know the uh pod pod of course folks uh talked about um shipping sometimes that comes up and creates a little little bit of a an issue even though we don't really talk about shipping as far as like having a ship and all of that kind of thing so it is it is a little strange for us when we when we get those things because we we tend to try to be positive and upbeat and have a good time and so it's a little strange when it goes out onto the internet and then gets a strange unexpected reaction um so on supergirl radio we like to to pitch stories we like to you know sort of think outside the box and kind of think if we if we were showrunners how would we approach the show what what stories would we write so we were curious if you had an idea that you wanted to put out there if you could create an episode for season six what would you have them do (laughs) so i'll just put it out there anybody can answer what would you pitch uh, for season six? Well, we know that Alex just <laughs> lost her um, connection with the DEO and her whole team that she had there. Um, and Nia's is on the show now. Um, and I know Alex is a bit of a loner, but it'd be nice to see her kind of engage with the queer community some more. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully not just in one episode, <laughs> uh, but like yeah. kind of be introduced to that aspect of um the supergirl world more yeah i actually had had a similar thought which was like it'd be nice if alex had one friend that she made (laughs) on her own (laughs) like she's never had one friend that is just her friend in the entire if she could (laughs) she almost had tilly from the vr yeah (laughs) for four seconds uh my my, my legit pitch though was i would love to find out that supergirl runs her own very successful food blog to pay mm. for her snacks <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, love it. I buy it that her her apartment looks like it is uh pretty pricey so i would imagine the car would have to do something on the side it turns out everybody's really tired of going out to eat with her because she has to take pictures of everybody's food <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like perfect. Really artistic she just pictures, does it like, real fast she super speed <laughs> exactly uh yeah no i think that's that's perfect it, does anybody else have any uh story ideas that that they wish the show would uh put out there yeah um i want kelly to become guardian yeah um, i think that would Glad give her and shield. alex some more time yeah absolutely um and legends of tomorrow seems to be going the alien route so i would not mind a crossover mm. yes that would be so fun for me personally <laughs> for your podcast yeah for my podcasting um it, okay question though if if kelly becomes guardian does she also have to wear way too much eye makeup or is that just an alex thing for her vigilante outfit uh i think alex has enough eye makeup for <laughs> multiple people <laughs> alex, alex can share some of her like eye makeup palette she's like here you go kelly <laughs> yeah i think they can it's fine i think guardian has the 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 like the helmet so she the might not, yeah, yeah. I, I guess she could change it, but, um, but yeah, so that, that would be interesting. I what mean, would, what would her guardian James costume still exist? Like? <laughs> does, does he though? Does he though? Yeah. He has his own I mean, um, yeah. life <laughs> in Calvin They mentioned it again. It's been left open that he may come back at some point. Oh. So it would be kind of weird yeah. to 
completely <laughs> shift the character and I, the superhero identity. I do like her using the shield, though. I will yeah. say, yeah, yes, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, hopefully they'll they'll get to explore that sometime in the future. Um, uh, yeah, I I think the uh, the uh, the idea that uh, Guardian in terms of James could come back would be awesome too. But uh, to to explore that with Kelly would be a, an interesting way to go about it too. If you guys were gonna bring back somebody into the show for next season that that's been on the show previously, who would you bring back? That kind of just like made me think about you know how much I'd love to see um, James you know bicycle in with the Newsboy Legion, <laughs> but uh, oh <laughs> but that's not gonna happen for us. I I would love to bring back. Dean Kane, at least for an episode, and do a, a Midvale kind of look back at Alex and really firm up this relationship that she has with her dad. I feel like we've kind of been cheated. Uh, we've seen the anger and the angst out of that relationship now, but I don't feel like we've gotten to see it build up to the point where she has mm -hmm. that, where, like where it comes from. So I, I would adore. Uh, getting Dean Kane back, getting Isabella uh, Vitovic back, and really looking deep into how this relationship got to the point where it was. Yeah, they did uh, Dean Kane a little dirty, in my opinion, uh, killing him off screen. Uh, so I definitely would like to see more of of him. I don't. I have a feeling that's probably not going to happen, but I I agree with you. I yeah. think I I think getting to see the the backstories of how those relationships developed, I I always thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity that they they didn't kind of go back and show us more of Kara's childhood or how she grew up and and what uh what interaction she had with the Danvers because that's it's uh, they did a little bit of that with like episodes like Midvale, but um but I I personally would like to see more of that as well. I think they need to get Cat Grant back there to get cat co back on track yeah yeah the pot of course theme is all for cat grant <laughs> yes always cat grant uh yes i think we would all enjoy seeing cat grant uh come back they they were only able to sort of squeeze her in uh through a picture i believe in the 100th episode they mentioned her she was sort of killed off screen <laughs> so uh, so hopefully we can get Callista back uh, in season six because uh, it's been a while. I feel like she would be horrified by what's happened to her office. <laughs> <laughs> or like her well, it's business. a tabloid now. She'd bring yeah. it down. <laughs> oh man, Catco has strayed from the the cat the cat Grant uh, empire that she set up. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll take some Lucy Lane. Yes. yes. Never going to happen, but I will. No, Except yeah. <laughs> she's in the desert, right? She's out at the desert facility still, uh, allegedly. Yeah. They're like, she's okay, there's still a Dio. He's fine. Oh, yeah. She's put where they put all the characters from season one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if they had an episode that was just like season one characters, like all came back. Where are they now? Yeah. They like a, from like a VH1 behind the music. That's <laughs> actually something that they could even the film character. with like the COVID restrictions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Zoom calls, <laughs> right? Yeah, everybody zooms in, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yes. Well, I certainly think uh, we've written several episodes while we're here, <laughs> um, so we should we should jot these ideas down, give them some free ideas. I know they can't. Um, I saw once that the writers couldn't look at things on Twitter, and so they probably can't listen to podcasts. But we've given we've given them some free ideas. Uh, so it's there if they want to take them. Um, I, I guess one thing we could do to wrap up our conversation here. Um, so if somebody was interested in podcasting and they came to you wanting one piece of advice, what would you tell them? 
So I guess we'll start with uh, Supergirl's Attic. Um, uh, Cycles, I guess we'll start with you. Uh, what would you tell somebody if they came to you about podcasting? I think just like be responsible with your platform that you have um, and like take the time to research and understand what you're talking about, to word things respectfully and accurately and compassionately. Um, and it seems like it's a lot of work when you're when you first are getting started, but um and it may not feel like it'll make a big impact because you aren't maybe already a famous podcast. Um, but that's the kind of integrity that will make people trust you and come back to you week after week. My suggestion kind of related is to really have a clear sense of what you want to be about before you get started and know what will keep you engaged over the long term because a lot of people will be like, I'm going to make a podcast because the startup is relatively easy, but then burn out, you burn out very quickly if you don't have some a, a plan of where to go or what to do, especially if it's a thing like some of us have said where most people in your real life are not as passionate about it and so they're not listening to it and then nobody's really figured out who you are or what your voice is saying yet and so you're not getting a lot of feedback and that can be really hard to overcome that hurdle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's that's very important uh to kind of know what you want to do and, and where you want to go. Um so Pot of course, uh Aaron and Shelly, what 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 would you give as advice uh if somebody came to you asking uh, asking you for podcasting advice? I would say whatever amount of time you think it will take to research a topic, record an episode and edit a lot five times that amount. Podcasting's a ton of fun, but it is a lot more time consuming than I'd initially anticipated. So I think that I don't know if that's how it is across the board, but that's how it was for for me personally. I mean, a lot, if not all of us have like other jobs and things that we have to do. <laughs> um, so I also think like underestimating the amount of time that like it actually takes to stay active and like engage on social media and do all of that stuff. Um was something that we had to deal with as well. So just like understand the amount of time that you have to put into it, but also respect it. Like people who are invested in what you're doing deserve that interaction from you as well. So just being able to dedicate your time is very important. Aaron and I get like excited about a lot of topics and a lot of things that are like on the horizon and, you know, coming out next season or whatever, whatever the next show is. And we talk about like, should we do a podcast about that? But divorce is like a real consequence of <laughs> me taking a ton of time to do podcasts. So like you got to keep like family and like other responsibilities in mind. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like podcasting can't be your whole life unless you were, you know, a full time podcaster, or a professional podcaster who did it for a living. That would be pretty nice. Uh, but that would yeah, be awesome. but yeah, it is it is a, a good thing to find that life podcasting balance uh so yeah that really is important very supergirl season one struggle yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> how does she do it uh, yeah how does she do it um so uh, <laughs> uh made of steel folks john and justina uh what would you tell people if they came to you asking for advice about podcasting uh, i would just say that two things are really critical number one is uh the partner that you want to venture into this with like you need to be real clear on what the expectations are. You need to be um, uber supportive of 
you know, somebody picking up where somebody can't and where you, they can't, where you can, they can't, you know, kind of a thing. So that's a critical element. I would also say do whatever, um, you know, whatever it takes to keep your listeners engaged and involved uh, because like we always say, they are, they're the best part of our show. It's really not about, you know, Green Butterfly or me. It's about, you know, what it is that they bring to the table. We're just the facilitators. I would say um, just take it seriously. And by that, I don't mean like don't have fun with it and tell jokes. But when I was just a podcast listener, I would get so disappointed if I was listening to a show that I was really enjoying and then it just disappeared one day. So um, I keep, you know, keep that in mind when accepting projects to know that you, you will have listeners that have expectations of you and they bring joy to you and you bring joy to them. So if, you just disappear one day because you just think you're going to try it for a minute because it's fun. It, it does have its rewards and, and the work. So you have to think about that because, um, because it's so sad if a podcast just disappears and you were really enjoying it. Yeah. That is uh, one thing that you have to kind of keep in mind is, you know, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to, you know, uh, is that something that I feel like I can do consistently? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a that's a good point in terms of um, uh, looking at it from a listener perspective as a podcaster. Good point, uh, Morgan. Uh, really quickly, um, what would you what would you tell somebody if uh, you you are a host of two podcasts? So what would you what would you what would you tell people about podcasting and and uh, what advice would you give them? Well, I think everybody should have a Rebecca. You know, somebody to put together these beautiful Google Docs for them. Uh, no, I think um, to to what some other people are saying that, you know, you're the people that you're doing the podcast with are so important uh, because you all have to be on the same page. You all have to kind of pull together uh, and you have to know that, you know, you can have that kind of conversation and you can kind of be in it together. I'm thinking of um, of our friend uh, Bill Bill's book on podcasting. It's that cafe. The cafe POV. Was, yeah. Yeah. That he was talking about where, you know you have to kind of support the other person and you don't have to necessarily agree with them, but you have to, you know, have a conversation. You can't just be like, Oh no, I disagree. And, and here's why. And you're wrong. Like you're having a conversation with the other person where you're asking them, well, why do you feel that way? And kind of going back and forth. And I think, you know, that comes from, you know, respect, but also friendship. So I think, uh, having a good co-host, uh, like I do on all of my podcasts, um, <laughs> Uh, is really important. And I think that it's, you can tell when you're listening to a podcast and you're like, I don't think these people like each other. Uh, and there's almost nothing worse than listening to people who don't really like each other very much talk. Uh, I don't know why you would even do that. So I think that's pretty important is, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into podcasts and it's going to be a lot of work. And if you're in it with somebody that you don't actually enjoy talking to all that much, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to a podcast, and every now and then they'll they'll start fighting with each other, and it kind of no. gets tense. And it's 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 very it's like no, please don't fight. I enjoy this podcast. <laughs> uh, so no, I totally understand. And I think everybody brought up some really great points about you know uh, preparation and 
consistency and co-hosts that are really important. Um, you know, some podcasts don't have a co-host. They just do it by themselves. And that's a different format and a different way to approach uh, podcasting. But I think if you're going to have a co-host, it is it is important to be able to enjoy it with someone because uh, there, you know, there are times where you're not going to agree. <laughs> and so you have to figure out how you're going to handle that. Um, and so I think those are all really, really good points. And a lot of things that I would have brought up. I'm, I'm big on preparation. I like having my Google Docs. I like kind of knowing <laughs> where we're going to go, what we're going to, what we're going to talk about, um, what the listeners are going to say and the feedback. Um, I think that's really important that you're not just like rambling on um, for an hour or two hours. Um, and, and I think uh, listeners come to expect those kinds of things where they, they know that there's a format that's been developed. Um, so I'm big on preparation uh, because um, I, I've listened to podcasts that don't uh, don't seem to have any preparation and you can tell. Uh, so I think that's really important. That's like my top thing, but I think everybody made some really good points. And uh, if you do want to start a podcast, uh, all of the advice that you heard here in this podcasting roundtable, I think is going to help you get started. All right. Well, um, I think uh, we're going to wrap up our discussion here. Does everybody have a few more minutes? I'm taking up so much of your time. I I'm, uh, was going to see if y'all wanted to play snap, snap Judgments with us really quickly. Uh, it won't take very long, and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up this episode of Supergirl Radio, we have some Snap Judgments that uh, we play uh, after our, our good buddy Snapper Car, who we love. <laughs> In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Um, so we had some snap judgments uh, that came in from Joseph. Uh, Morgan, do you want to uh, handle the uh, the snap judgments for us? Sure, yeah. I, I just want to note that Snapper Carr, who was on the show, who never snapped. Not, not once. once. Not, not once. once did he snap. We had a snap watch for a while, but it, it was always at zero. Snapped the car a lot, metaphorically. Yeah, that's not good enough. He needs to physically snap his fingers. <laughs> we have expectations here. You have demands. We have demands. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, okay, so our first snap judgment is from Joseph. He wants to know, which would you rather have on the show? Director Bones as a series regular except he's always using an image inducer to look like a regular human or cat grant back as a series regular except she's the earth prime version of the character played by a different actress channeling callista's performance and we probably should clarify just in case you don't know who director bones is <laughs> uh director bones is a character we love here on supergirl radio he is a um, character in the comics he's a director of the deo which is so strange that the show has never once referenced him or he's even come on the show now the deo's gone all right he's he's like the guy at the deo um but basically he's a, he's a guy who has invisible flesh so he looks like a skeleton and he smokes cigars just a skeleton in a suit <laughs> yes a skeleton in a suit uh, uh, who has cyanide sweat so if he touches you you're probably gonna die um so that's director bones so if that helps with your answer um so uh i guess cycles we'll start with you which one would you rather have on the show uh well i'm okay with leaving the deo behind generally <laughs> so i think i'll <laughs> go with cat grant with the um caveat that Kara has to be <laughs> recognize that that's not what cat grant looks like <laughs> um, <laughs> nice all right, uh, Vivi, what would, what would you say? Director Bones or Cat uh, Grant played by a different actress? I think I would go with Cat also. Okay, all right, okay. 
And uh, pot off course, uh, I guess we'll start with Aaron. Which one would you rather have? Well, I was going to say cat, but this cyanide sweat thing is kind of interesting. <laughs> right? So. Thank you. Director Bones. <laughs> nice, nice. Sweet. Uh, Shelly, which one would you pick? Definitely Cat Grant. I think if they're using an image inducer with Director Bones, it kind of takes the fun out of it yeah. a little bit. Good point. Yeah. True. Good point. Uh, so, Justina, which one would you rather have, uh, Director Bones or Cat Grant? Cat Grant. Yep. Okay. All right. John, which one would you pick? Uh, I'm definitely going to say Director Bones because this sounds ten times more exciting than what we've got out of Leviathan. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't like pencil skirt and Ramakan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to Director learn Bones is actually... until the end. <laughs> Director Burns is actually the uh, main god of Leviathan. <laughs> yeah. find out. Oh man, that what a reveal! Perfect. What if he was the head of Leviathan? I, oh my god, that's right. I would we have, scream. We have. But they the did say it was a woman, though, wasn't it? Oh, but it is a lady, is what they said. What if, they, it's, a, what okay. if it's a lady skeleton? How do you know? Oh. True. They could do a, a gender swap. It could be a female director. Ooh. Bones. I'm, exactly. I'm in. I'm into I'm, it. I'm fine with that. I could be okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I think we left off with John. Is that right? So um, Morgan, which would you pick? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is a this is a real choice for me. But I have to go with Cat Grant because I feel like if I can't see a skeleton in a suit, what's the point? Yeah. No, I think yeah. uh, I think that was a good point made that uh, the whole point of Director Bones <laughs> is to see the bones. So I, I think I would pick Cat Grant as well. Which show would you rather see Dreamer become a series regular for? Stargirl or Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, uh, so uh, Cycles, we'll start with you. Stargirl or Legends of Tomorrow? I guess Legends of Tomorrow for the queer team up. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right, Vivi, which one would you say uh, rather see uh, Dreamer be a series regular for? Ah, uh, this is a hard question because I don't really watch either of those shows. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are no stakes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's um, no wrong answers for you. I will then pick Star Girl so that Nia can be the mentor and show off all the things she's learned from oh. Kara. All right, uh, pot off course. Uh, Aaron, which one would you rather see a uh, dreamer on, Star Girl or Legends of Tomorrow? Legends, but they're not allowed to kick her out after two seasons. <laughs> Fair. It's gonna be hard. <laughs> uh, Shelly, which one would you rather see, a uh, Star Girl or Legends of Tomorrow? Definitely Legends. Solid, solid. All right, so uh, Made of Steel, folks. Uh, Justina, would you rather see Dreamer on Stargirl or Legends of Tomorrow? Well, I want to keep Dreamer on Supergirl, but if I have to choose, Legends. Yeah, this is this is the 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 toughest part of Snap Judgments. You have to pick one. That's <laughs> it's the game. It's always a tough decision. Uh, but yeah, so all right, so John, which would you pick, uh, Stargirl or Legends? Yeah, I'm going with my, with my partner. Uh, it's got to be Legends. All right, Morgan. Uh, this is a. a I guess a tough one for you. I mean, this is... I feel like this is an easy one for me because oh. I haven't watched Stargirl yet, uh, but I do podcast about Legends, and I feel like they keep kicking people off the Wave Rider for some reason, so <laughs> let's let's bring her on Legends. There's going to be Aliens next season. I, th I think I would pick Stargirl on this one because uh, doesn't Sarah have some sort of, like, uh, I, I don't watch the show, I'm going to listen to the podcast, so... Uh, she has some sort of new power ability where she sees the future. Is that right? I think she got rid of that. I'm, oh. I'm still a little murky. I don't think she has it anymore. She had it for a while, though. Okay. A couple episodes. I don't know why. Yeah, unclear. 
if that's if that's the case, if she still has it, then you kind of sort of run into the Dreamer stuff. So I think I'd rather yeah, see Dreamer true. on Stargirl. Okay. Um, next snap judgment. Similar. Uh, which show would you rather see Martian Manhunter become a series regular for? Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? Joseph is uh, just kicking people off the show. Just, just really clearing the house on Supergirl, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so these are going to be some tough choices here. Okay, so uh, we'll start with Supergirl's Attic uh, Cycles. Which one would you rather see Martian Manhunter on? Uh, Black Lightning or Superman and Lois? This is genuinely really, really difficult. Same. <laughs> um, yeah. That's tough because Martian uh, Jean has that connection with Superman right. um, and that established relationship. Well, they have and that, like, I've been wanting to connect. Conflict. Ooh, they do. Yeah, that's that's right. a good point. Um, I want there to be a Black Lightning Supergirl crossover yes. at some point, but I think for Jean specifically, I'd like to see him go over to the Superman and Lois. Um, show okay all right vivi what would you say this is an equally difficult choice uh um i kind of want to see him go to black lightning because i would like to see him and jefferson work together and work their magical dad energy (laughs) (laughs) yes solid point all right so pot off course uh aaron which one would you rather see martian manhunter on black lightning or superman and lois yeah he and clark clearly have some unresolved backstory so superman and lois uh shelly which one would you pick superman and lois just looking at it like as a justice league perspective kind of thing uh justina what would you say uh, would you rather see martian manhunter on black lightning or superman and lois superman and lois all right john which would you pick yeah i agree i just i don't see him fitting in in black lightning's universe very well like i just don't see that character fitting in there so i would definitely go superman unless uh morgan which one would you rather see uh john jones uh go hang out in black lightning or superman and lois it's a tough one i, I think i'm gonna go superman and lois just because of like the established connection as well i feel like we've seen we've at least seen them sort of more together in some of the crossovers a little bit so I'd be interested to see what he does over there. I'm interested in the unresolved conflict with uh with Superman, but I'm going to sort of maybe uh disagree and flip John's answer on its head because it doesn't seem like he would fit in on Black Lightning. Lightning. That's exactly why I would want him to be on there. Ah. <laughs> I want to see how how you could make that work. If you could make that work. So I I might say Black Lightning there. Love it. Okay, last snap judgment. Who would you rather have back on the show as a foil for Lena and Andrea? Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge? Oh, this is a good one. Oh, no. Is Lena going to have to put on her murder and leather jacket? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Supergirl's Attic. Uh, Cycles, let's start with you. Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge? Um, I'd have to say Maxwell Lord to get some... Because we've already, I think, gone through everything that we need to with Morgan Edge and (laughs) Lena um and maxwell lord has like a different energy and i'd like to see sort of the cw updated like how they react to the character um so yeah maxwell lord i am slowly realizing that post-crisis there's actually the opportunity to bring these characters back that's true yeah (laughs) um i would also pick maxwell lord because there is a lot of interesting ideology there to explore between him and lena that could go with some interesting places. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, Maxwell Lord didn't really, uh, uh, he was uh, before Lena showed up on the show. He was part of that season one uh, situation where he just kind of disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Aaron, what would you pick? Uh, would you want uh, a fo- uh, Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge as a foil? 
Max, for sure. All right. And uh, Shelly, who would you pick? Maxwell Lord. I think Lord would be interesting. He has the intellect that would probably go up against Lena the best. Well, that's probably true. He's probably a little, little smarter than Morgan Edge. Uh, <laughs> uh, Justina, who would you pick? Maxwell Lord or Morgan Edge? Maxwell Lord. Mm, we've gotten a lot of... Uh, Ma- Have we gotten all Maxwell Lords? I think I think so. All Hold right. On, let's see. So, so let's John, see is, John, are you going to keep the Maxwell Lord streak or are you going to go with uh, Morgan Edge? I am. He's, uh, he's going to get in with Lena and they're going to become a power couple. And... <laughs> <laughs> go after Andrew. So, yeah, that's going to be what I'm what I'm going for, yeah. All right, so Morgan, uh I I have a feeling I know who you're going to pick, but uh I'm curious what what would you say? This is a tough one for me personally because I like to support Morgans. Uh, <laughs> I I do, even the evil ones, but um but I think I got to go Maxwell Lord on this one. I mean, what's he been up to since they decided to ignore him? Uh I feel like he's been they in mentioned all kinds him with of- um yeah, they mentioned right. him with, um, yeah, the, Andrea's whole backstory um, and mm. connection to Leviathan that he, they went under because Obsidian or Leviathan, like, to ruin them, um, to get Obsidian to rise. That's <laughs> I, right. I do so remember I, some I mention that, of that. Yeah, I think they, they've kind of opened the door for him to, like, come for his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be that person and I'm going to pick Morgan Edge. I really enjoyed uh, Adrian Pazdar and I think he's a good actor and I would love to see him come back. And I did like his uh, his uh, strange relationship with Lena and their uh, combativeness uh, where he uh, he put her on a plane. He was going to crash the plane, (laughs) wasn't he? And like she tried to kill him. She put on her murder jacket and tried to kill him with a gun. Uh, I enjoyed that, <laughs> so uh, I might uh, be the one to break the streak here, but I would pick Morgan Edge. No judgments on your Snap Judgments. All right, well, thank you all for playing Snap Judgments with us. Uh, no right or wrong answers, uh, just your opinion, and uh, that's all you have to bring to it. So uh, that's going to do it for our Supergirl Podcasters Roundtable. Uh, we hope everybody who came on and from all these different podcasts, we hope you had a good time. And if you did, we hope maybe we can do it again sometime and kind of catch up uh, with each other on down the road so you can check in and see how everybody's feeling about the show. Um, uh, before we let you guys go, uh, let us know uh, and let us uh, let our listeners know, in case they don't listen to uh, your podcast, uh, how they can find you. So uh, Supergirl's Attic, where can people find you? Uh, sure, they can go to supergirlsattic.com um, or Supergirl's Attic on Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram. Or um, You can listen to the podcast on itunes spotify uh, google play anything else <laughs> Vivi? pretty much any app that does podcasts yeah all right that was everything awesome. <laughs> that then that yeah. covers it uh uh pot of course where can people find uh, you uh you can find us on twitter at pot of course and you can email us uh, at pot of course at gmail.com and uh made of steel where can people find you guys we are part of the golden spiral media podcast network you can find us at goldenspiralmedia.com slash made of steel m-a-i-d our popular facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash made of steel and you can find us on twitter at supergirl gsm 
And yeah, thanks so much for having us. This has been a great time. Oh, well, I'm so glad you had a good time. And uh, seriously, if, if you all want to do it again, we can uh, we can get back together and, and talk about uh, any various numbers uh, of topics. If you guys want to come back and, and talk about something more, you know, specific. Uh, we sort of talked broadly about Supergirl and about podcasting. Um, but if there's ever anything you want to get back together and, and, and talk about a specific thing, uh, let us know because we'd love to help set set that up because this this has been a lot of fun we've enjoyed connecting with i i see you see you all on on twitter and and instagram and places like that all the time so i'm glad to actually finally get to to meet everybody and and to connect and uh so thank you all for joining us uh for this week's episode all right, well, that is going to do it for us. Uh, if, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can do that by calling 678-718-7252. And uh, it's a good rule of thumb if you want to do that. Uh, write or call in before Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. That helps us get everything we need to do and put in the dock uh, before we record. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired uh, by the show, where we have an actual Supergirl radio uh, playlist that uh, <laughs> features music on the show. So uh, you can also find us on Radio Public and Podchaser, and we're also on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, so if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And you can find all the links to everything I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page, because uh, I know that's a lot, and if you have any trouble finding any of those locations, you can do that on supergirlradio.com. And uh, Morgan, since uh, we're sort of... Uh, Ooh, we're just in an interim period, and now I have to do these plugs. This has been very hard for me. This has been my struggle. We need to get uh, some of the listeners to see if they'll record some new plugs for us because we're now kind of outdated. They've added more shows. That should have been the advice that I gave to the other podcast. Like, make your listeners do your work for you. Yeah. If you like, <laughs> there's a portion of the podcast you just don't want to do. Maybe other people will just do it. <laughs> uh, but right now, I have to do it alone, and that's my that's my hashtag struggle. Uh, so, <laughs> so you can listen to all the other DC TV podcasts on the network including the flash podcast supergirl radio that's the one you're listening to right now legends of tomorrow that's the other one i'm on black lightning <laughs> podcast titans podcast batwoman podcast who knows what's going on in that show star girl <laughs> podcast haven't started watching superman and lois radio green lantern podcast and strange adventures podcast so those are all the current podcasts that we have on the network and you can also find them on the dc tv podcast mega feed i want to say and then there's also a an instagram page yeah I'm pretty sure and a twitter account i feel fairly confident <laughs> yeah uh yeah twitter facebook instagram you can find dc tv podcast on all of those platforms and if you are listening to this on the Thursday when this comes out, you will have the opportunity to hang out with us on June 20th, which is on a Saturday. Uh, DC TV Podcast Every Year has an annual fundraiser that we all get together, all of the podcasts from the network get together, and we raise money for one cause, and we have an all-day's worth of podcasting. So it's a big marathon, so you can uh, come and come and go as you please if you only want to listen to certain hours or you can stay the whole day and just have fun listening to podcasts you can do that too uh so that's going to be on june 20th starting at 11 a.m eastern 
And you will, uh, to find that, you'll go to Mixler.com slash Podcast. That's where we're actually going to be broadcasting from. If you want to know information about how to listen, where to listen, and how to donate to our cause, Feeding America, you can just go to DCTVPodcast.com slash fundraiser and you can get all of that information. It'll tell you everything you need to know about the event. Um, and you can actually donate right now. You don't have to wait until June 20th. You can go ahead and donate. Uh, our goal is $2,000. So if you want to go ahead and help us uh, reach that goal, that would be great. And if you want to donate during the Supergirl Radio Hour, you can do that too. That would be awesome. Uh, so definitely come hang out with us. Uh, Supergirl Radio is going to be at the 8 p.m. Eastern uh, hour. We're going to be right before the Assembly Hour, which uh, sort of wraps everything up. So we're, we got to bring it home during the Supergirl Radio Hour. So uh, come and hang out with us. We're going to be picking winners for our Supergirl Radio Awards for Season 5. So uh, come by and uh, pick some winners for Best Villain and uh, best episode and episode that, uh, you know, needs to be talked about more. We got a lot of fun categories, so come and hang out with us. And, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I also voice a, a character named Leanne on a sketch comedy podcast called The Fakest. And I am a contributor to the Justice League Universe podcast, which is, uh, starting to kind of come back into uh, creating some more episodes. So definitely go check those things out. Nice. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. You can find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. And y'all are doing stuff all summer? We are doing stuff all summer. Who knows when Legends is going to be back? That's a question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> uh, but, but we actually, we just released um, part one of a two-part special um, episode on uh, LGBTQ representation for Pride Month. So we, uh, we actually recorded the two parts. We recorded all in the same night. It was like a three-hour uh, recording session. And then we had to split it up because we're like, no one's listening to all three hours all at once. So we, we tried to make it less frightening for people. Uh, but I think it's a good a good discussion. So uh, we'll be releasing the, uh, the next part of that, I think, sometime this week. So if you want to listen to all three all at once, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that y'all are still uh, podcasting. Even though the show is on uh, a huge hiatus, just like Supergirl. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope you enjoyed the first ever Supergirl Podcasters Roundtable. Yeah.